Well, Ulysses, hopefully the Tampa Bay Rays enjoyed their off day and they can continue their winning ways. And quite frankly, they should be able to as they're facing the Cincinnati Reds this weekend. They've had enough of NL Central foes this year. Now they get the Reds. Hopefully things go as well as it did with the Pirates. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check it out. It is the Sports Card Investor app. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays go to Cincinnati to face the Reds in a three-game set. And I know I've said that I'm done with making predictions and saying, oh, the Rays need to sweep and they need to take this series. But I you, you got to at least win the series against the Cincinnati Reds. I know it's on the road, but still one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball. Let's get real here. It's an uncompetitive team. It's it's a team that's not even playing for 2023. They're playing for 2024. Uh, you're right. We were done saying the S word around here, um, but I want the S. I want yeah. the S. I need the S. You got to get the S. Um, because where are these two teams going? That's the question. And so, yeah, it's only a one, th- a three game series does not determine who you are as a team. Sure. But like we said two episodes ago, this team is on an 88 win pace. 88. Yeah. It started at 94, didn't it? So we we've seen the 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 drop off in 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 win total. So you have when you are going to play Cincinnati Reds type of of foes, you you better play at your level. And they did with the Pirates. They did with right. the Pittsburgh Pirates. They handled it. Yeah, were well, they two walk off wins and you kind of chewed off your 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 fingernails while while, while watching that game? A hundred percent. But they were W's. So hopefully. Not so much anxiety and stress over this series, but you you gotta get you 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 gotta play well. Uh, just for some context here, the Reds uh, are 25th in Team OPS across baseball. They're dead last in Team ERA, five four six Team ERA, and they're 25th in defensive runs saved with negative 18. So. Bad across the board. And let me say this about uh, the ERA metric. I know there was so much hype about Hunter Green and the fact that, oh, he can throw 100, 101, 102, 103 miles per hour. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it means you can throw hard, and that means that's a tool in your tool bag, and that helps you. But that does not mean you're going to be a good pitcher or a good starter or have a great, uh, long, successful career it's just like uh for football you can be strong but that's just one piece of the puzzle basketball you can jump high 
you're tall, you're lanky. That's just one piece of the puzzle. It, it takes more than just being able to throw hard to be a good pitcher, let alone in the big league. So I'll just say that. But yeah, it, it's so funny with the Reds because, I mean, they we, since March, we knew that they're, they they were going nowhere. They were show going nowhere. Like they really, uh, they really stuck dismantled that team. They dismantled yeah, they, they, that they team. They snuck into their fan base in the middle of spring training when they uh, sent away Jesse Winker, fan favorite Eugenio Suarez, and uh, Sonny Great. I, I don't know if this is this is also like collateral damage and, and uh, punishment to Joey Votto. Like you're totally screwing him over in a, the the twilight of his career. So it's it's just an absolute mess, an absolute mess for the Reds right now. Yeah, it's a mess, and and I think you, you're right to point out the the finger there at the at the starting rotation. The the bullpen hasn't been any 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 great either. So the the bullpen yeah. really has kind of let down the starting pitching with the inherited runners. That's been a, a massive problems with with the bullpen. So if if you get to the starter and and you leave some runners on, and the bullpen comes around. <laughs> You you you're going to see good things happen for the Rays uh, with that bullpen uh, that the Rays Reds have. But if you focus on Hunter Green, you're right. Look, man, uh, the guy's electric. The guy's electric. He's got a, a great stuff. He's a he's a fastball slider guy right now, and that's one of the main issues with him. He's only a two pitch guy. He's working on a changeup, but you can't just be 95 percent fastball slider and expect to get away with it. Uh, this is the big leagues now, so you can do that in Double A, Triple A, but you need that third pitch. So he ne- he needs to develop that, and and he's he's in the right team in the right season to develop that in the major league level. Like right now, right. get hit around, have a what does he have a six oh one ERA? Get hit around. It doesn't matter yeah. because you're developing yourself, and he, you're only twenty two. So again, for Hunter Green, I think that the sky's the limit. It's just ugly right now. But we talked about Vidal Bruhan being on a team that he needs to get the the actual reps. Mm-hmm. Hunter Green is doing. He's just getting his reps in. And, and that's okay. And so hopefully the Reds can give him good reps on Saturday yeah. when they face them. They're, they're going to see him on Saturday. Now, what I'm going to be really interested to see with Hunter Green is even though this stuff is electric, he's allowed a lot of fly balls. Like 75% of his batted balls in play have been fly balls. 75%. In that ballpark, Kevin. Yeah. About park factors, that is a sandlot. So if 75% of the balls that are put into play by by his offerings, it's not going to be good. And the results have shown yeah. that. Actually, the number one uh, number one in, in home runs allowed right now in the league. So the red if if the race can make some contact, some hard contact up in the air, good things are gonna happen. With 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 that Saturday outing because that's exactly it. Seventy five percent have been fly yeah. ball balls put in play. Uh, Hunter Green, his ERA looks like uh, diesel gas prices right now. Not good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing. The fly ball pitcher scenario. Yeah, that would work if you're playing for the Tigers or you're playing for Baltimore now. When they moved, they totally mm-hmm. altered their field. But Great American Ballpark fly ball pop out. It's gone. You know, pop <laughs> yeah. fly, and that's a home run. Yeah. Um. To to that extent, I mean, it's it's really been known as the the most hitter friendly ballpark, or at least you know top three, definitely in the conversation there. Uh, it's interesting you brought up Vidal Bruhan, uh, and on the last episode we talked about you know 
if he or won't he be traded, he maybe might need a, a change of scenery, go to a bad team and just get rep after rep after rep. Maybe the Reds could be one of those fits for him because something tells me that the Reds are also going to continue to be selling at the trade deadline. And maybe the Rays are a potential buyer. I mean, you look at the list of names who the Reds are probably looking to ship off. Luis Castillo, Tyler Maley, Mike Miner, Brandon Drury, our old buddy Tommy Pham, Kyle Farmer, Tyler Naquin, Joey Votto, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it no. could be worked out. I, I like it. I like it. And the, and, and the versatility there with, with Vidal could really help them a lot. I know they, they still got that Albatross uh, contract with Moustakis. Um, so that, that might hamper them a little bit, but that's why they have to kind of dump some salary there. And all those names, you're right. They're, they're on, on the, on the shopping cart for a lot of teams, for a lot of teams, but no, I, I, I like it. I like uh, dealing with the reds. I think that there should be some value left in, in Vidal Bruhan on the right team in the right scenario. If they're playing for 2024, this is exactly the same kind of guy. They're doing that with Nick Sensel in center field right now. They're giving him a shot yeah. and, and seeing if he can really cement himself as their center fielder. And in the last two weeks, he's been doing great. I mean, I think he's uh, batting over 300, uh, has a over 840 OPS in the last two weeks. So Sincel's really coming uh, along uh, as a guy that they can probably build around. Um, Vidal Bruhan could can play center field, can play second, can play third, um, short. We've even seen him play short for the race. So that's a guy that I think a Reds team that's rebuilding and trying to see what they have could really utilize that, that, that yeah. talent. Uh, might have to have the Reds people talk to the Rays people. We did have, we might have to be that uh, connection point there. We do know a Red scout, Charlie Aliana, who we, we had on the show last year and was a great, great interview. In fact, I texted with him a couple months ago. So uh, maybe we'll have to, Hey, who, who, who are you looking to trade? Can we work something out here and maybe uh, give the Lockdown Rays podcast a commission? <laughs> I, like I doubt that it happens because that's the race. We know they don't want to do that. Uh, so anyway, interesting stuff there from that perspective. Again, I think um, it's, it's a disappointment if the Rays don't win at least two of three. Do you think, yeah. do you think the Rays sweep? Will they sweep? This week, the tough one will be Friday because you're facing uh, Castillo. So, but then again, you have your best arm in Shane McClanahan. So, if the Reds' offense has not been productive at all whatsoever, so Shane, I'm expecting a really good outing. But can the Rays put up a a a, a good offensive production uh, against Luis Castillo? That's that's yeah. the, the one that's got me worried. I don't think the Rays should face a lot of problems with either Lodolo in su- on Sunday or Hunter Green. Uh, on uh, on Saturday, so it's the Friday night game. I'm just gonna go with let's just win this series two out of three. Whatever days they come in, fine. But it would be mighty yeah. mighty sweet to get that S. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, welcome to the sport, uh, the world, the world of sports cards reimagined. The sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards. Find great deals and profit from the hobby that you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. So download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free 
in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Again, that's sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. I want to give a shout out, Kevin, to people who've been subscribing to the YouTube channel. Thank you so much. We're yeah. at 385. We're so close to 400 people. Oh, can we get, let's make a, let's make a bet. Please get us to 400 before the all-star break. Okay. Cause I'm yeah. seeing a lot of other locked on MLB shows get into the 1000 line and I'm like, okay, the Tampa Bay Rays have been so competitive in the last three, four years uh, uh, of, you know, since 2018, I think. Can we, can, can we get some support here? So thank you to all yeah. of you who have subscribed. And thank you to those who are going to get us to that 1,000 uh, subscriber list. But let's start first with 400. Let's uh, do the Ted Williams batting average. That would be nice. 400, be nice. 406, 407. Yeah. Let's try to measle and, and weasel our way over there it's tough you know we're the the rays podcast we're the redheaded stepchild we don't have the uh, appeal of or the reach of some of the bigger markets out there you know it's something that uh uh we know that tampa bay struggles with uh anyway moving on um let's get into a segment that has been recurring and that has been popular and that we like to do uh yeah we'll get to name that warm baseball trivia yes that's in the third segment on friday but uh how's that x-ray doing where we highlight spotlight a former race player that's on a different team as of right now ulysses who is that x-ray that you're looking at well, I'm going fastball down the middle. The Rays are going to be facing the Cincinnati Reds. And there is an X-ray in the Cincinnati Reds. And his name is Tommy Pham. Mm-hmm. How is Tommy Pham doing? Let's let's check out that slash line. 253 average, 361 on base, a 444 slug. That's an 805 OPS. So super healthy right there. 11 bombs. I checked out on Baseball Savant where his home run metrics would be in different ballparks, and they range from 6 to 14. So 11 right there, uh, maybe getting a lean towards more than, than he should. But regardless, 11 bombs, 7 steals. Okay, so 11 home runs, 7 steals. This is a guy who was a 2020 uh, guy mm-hmm. with the Rays in 2019. He's at 11 and 7. I don't think that means he will be a 2020 guy, but I think that can definitely mean he's a 15-15 guy. So still with the the production, uh, Tommy Pham showing that he can be productive when he is healthy. Not horrible splits either. He has an 845 OPS versus left-handers and a 728 OPS versus righties. So that's healthy. I mean, you, you, you're not really missing a, a ton when you, when he's facing uh righties. So a good season by Tommy Pham by, by, by all metrics. And one thing I did wanted to, to kind of put the, the aluminum hat and, and the conspiracy theory here. Um, if the Rays were to acquire Tommy Pham, which I know mm-hmm. is probably not happening, but if they were, uh, He's not been uncomfortable in the DH role in limited uh, appearances. Right. I think he has 40 at-bats, and he is has an OPS of one dot something. He's hitting over 350 as a DH. So not a lot of sample size there, but from what we've seen, 
in limited time, he has not been uh, uncomfortable with that DH label. So if the, if the Rays wanted to get him as a DH guy, you know, yeah. it could be good things. Have the Rays, I, I don't know if this has ever happened. It, somebody's got to know this or be able to look this up. Have the Rays ever traded a guy and then later traded for him again, let alone that being a position player? Not traded, but signed John Jaso. Okay. okay. They traded John Jaso away and then they signed him. Um, yeah. Tommy Fame also ranks first in slaps as well. Slapping opposing. <laughs> yeah. Big leaguers. What's, um, the, what's the percentile rank there for, for slaps? A hundredth percentile. It is yeah, sparkling it is. red like yeah. uh, Jock Peterson's face. Um, <laughs> no, he's Tommy Pham and his agent made the smart move of go to a place where, yeah, you're playing for a crap team, but you're going to an environment. Yeah, not a good necessarily maybe clubhouse environment, but a place where you can establish or reestablish your value and put up good numbers offensively. Yeah. And he has a mutual option in 2023. So I'll be curious to see what the Reds do with him. If they're using him as a trade ship right now, or if they're planning to exercise, and I guess fam would have to say yes too in 2023. And that way they've got another quote unquote veteran presence in the clubhouse to mold some of the young guys going forward. So I'm I'm really interested to see what their plan is and what they have in store for Tommy Pham going forward. But the numbers are about probably what you figure uh, they would or should be entering the season and and the deal uh, that he signed as well. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. But I think it'll be nice to to see that those reunions. I'm a sucker for those reunions. Yeah. You know, we we just saw it with Willie Adamas. I think you know I'm gonna we're gonna see Choi with 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 fam and i don't know i, I think that'll be yeah. nice it's always nice to see those those guys kind of talk in the outfield and 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 and, and those images really they're, they're nice for right. the fans it'd be really funny if uh fam was back on the rays and then the rays call up xavier edwards slap ba- uh, slap blank prospect that would be an interesting dynamic for sure yeah uh one guy that also gets the nostalgia going but i think Definitely to more of a fuller extent, the player that I want to spotlight is actually just going on the injured list due to a left oblique strain, but was doing pretty well for any offensive player in this day and age, and especially for his age. One Evan Longoria with the San Francisco Giants uh, has a 793 OPS, 120 OPS plus. 462 slug, 331 on base percentage, eight home runs, 242 batting average, and 132 at bats. Uh, and again, just continues to add to his remarkable career of roughly 58 war and 325 home runs and all the other great things that he's accomplished in his career. And I actually learned a couple of weeks ago that He's mulling, considering retirement. So this yeah. may very well be the swan song for Evan Longoria, although I know, hey, I don't care what value he would provide, um, you know, offensively, defensively, whatever. But, man, even on his last leg, you would love to see the the Rays try to carve out a 26-man roster spot for Longo. And, and 
do the Albert Pujols thing that the Cardinals are doing. A hundred percent, one hundred percent. If the Cardinals can do it, the Rays can do it too. And and I would love to kind of have that moment for the fandom of giving the torch from number three to number five. Yeah, number three, number five to play together. You kind of unite two fan bases. You know, the 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 old school Rays, uh, 08 fandom. Uh, which is present in this podcast and 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 the new one the the, the new age race fandom uh generation z um the tiktokers mm-hmm. uh to to kind of go, come together with longoria and franco that would be pretty cool pretty special i honestly could give a you know what uh, about the offensive production and, and for anybody yeah. who's like oh that's not worth it dude it's a game <laughs> It's a sport like right. you, you that uh, the whole thing is entertainment. This sports is the best type of reality TV show. It's the best one. It's the best kind because there's actually athleticism and there's actually talent uh, involved and, yeah. and it's entertainment at the end of the game and, and, and the name. Uh, so Could I would you imagine, love that. And, and I think, yeah, who cares what his numbers would be or what his production? I, I think just internally he would provide – so much value, not to mention, you know, yeah. joke about ticket sales, but uh, merchandise sales, and it would you do the you do the year round parade, the season long yeah. parade of Longo, and I know that the Rays they're they they're just numbers guys, and they're a bunch of nerds, and they have no emotion, but this is something where you would feel like Stu Sternberg and others in the front office or part of the executive team would put their foot down and say. Yeah, we're bringing Longo back if he's willing to come back and wants to come back for uh, a a decent price, you know. And, and 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 Kevin, you're talking about Longo, how unproductive he's going to be. He's going to be 37 uh, years old. Look at his numbers. Yeah, no, he's. It's yeah. not like he's he's just flailing. I mean, it's not Vidal Bruhan numbers. He'd be one it's of the greatest best offensive players numbers. right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for all those that are like, oh, he's no, look at the numbers. He would be a top five, top six offensive player yeah. right now, at least by OPS plus and, and, and OPS. So I would I would think that it would be a, a tug at the heartstrings the right way for 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 race fandom there. I like it. I like the idea. Hall of Famer. Yes or no. Unfortunately, just shy. Yeah. Just shy. He, if he had would if he, he needed two complete more uh two more complete seasons like he did in 2008 to 2011 to really cement himself the 325 330 home runs is very impressive if he would have gotten to 400 oh yeah then that's it that then then he seals his his fate no he's i mean he's one of the you just look at the numbers he is one of the best third base power hitters of all time if we're just looking strictly at third baseman, I think, yeah, he's not going to get in. Maybe more of a case, definitely more of a case could and would have been made if his entire career was with Tampa Bay as opposed to moving to another franchise. Um, but it's third base, that's an exclusive, exclusive list. You really, uh, it's only 17 guys. Only 17 third basemen are in the Hall of Fame. And it gets tougher when you see Scott Rowland dangling around trying to get in. Then Adrian Beltre is going to get on the ballot. Robin Ventura never got it. Matt Williams never got it. So yeah, no, I, I Scott Rowland is a good indicator, you know, yeah. and could provide some 
some help for Longoria to to kind of make his case. But look, I could talk about Evan Longoria yeah. for a long, long time, but we don't have that time. But I have to tell you right now about Built Bar, okay? From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Built has given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. Coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor that you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. You know that about Built Bar. So today, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your order today. So again, use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com and you get 15% off your order at built.com. All right, it is a Friday, which means it's time for baseball trivia and name that war. Ulysses, what do you have for trivia today? Well, we talked about the all-star uh, decision for, for, for the Rays representative last uh, episode on Thursday. So I have some all-star question for you. I won, okay. actually. Since 2005, there have been seven different lefty starters for an MLB all-star game, regardless of league. Okay? Since 2005, seven lefty starters have done so. Can you name five of these seven lefty starters? Uh, I will help you with the years. You don't don't care about the years. I'll help you with the years, but okay. I just need five names. David Price. Correct. 2010. CC Sabathia. Strike one. Wow. Okay. Lefty starters. Clayton Kershaw. Strike two. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, not doing too well. Uh, this is a great question. A tough question. The only lefty starter that still comes to my mind is Randy Johnson, and I don't think he was still around in 2005. No, not around 2005. So uh, not, not, not going there. So you, that wasn't an actual yeah. try. Lefty starters. Are some of these players still active or still really good? Um, they are active, but three of them are active. And, well, you, you mentioned David Price. Three of them are active, but the thing is they're all hurt or on their downturn. Oh, my gosh. I will give you this. One of them Chris is Sale. an a- there you go. Good job. He did it three times in a row. 2016, 2017, 2018. Okay. I need a hint. I need a hint of some sort. This guy is in the AL East as well. And... Oh. Um, well... And came from the NL in a big trip, in a big um, free agent signing and didn't get to play in his own ballpark for a long time. I, I'm going to hold that thought and say Robbie Ray for right now. Ugh. Oh, no. Strike three. Darn it. Strike three. Hinjin Ryu. We were looking for Ryu. 
Okay. okay. He did it in 2019. And if we go back in memory lane, Mark Burley in 05, the year that they won it. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers, the year that they went to the World Series, the Tigers. Almost a Ray, but a Ray killer in the playoffs. Cliff Lee in 2008. Mm-hmm. So that's the list. Very good question. That's a great question. Oh, by the way, and Dallas Keuchel, sorry. Dallas oh. Keuchel in 2015, the year he won the, the Cy Young. Man, he fell off the earth really quickly this season. He got his money, though. Yes, he did. That's important. Um, no, that's that's really, really good. Uh, all right. Um, my name that war uh, ties in a little bit to this series between the Rays and the Reds. This guy I watched growing up in the Cincinnati TV market, I guess I should say. But uh, he was a Reds player from 1998 to 2001 he also has a race connection because his younger brother is delman young we remember him dimitri young what is his career war (laughs) oh that's an obscure name that war right there dimitri young my goodness um i don't even think he got 10 years in did he um I can't give you that as of this juncture. I know, I know. Um, I'm just going to go with 11. 11 is his career war. That's a very, very good guess, and you're basically right on the money. His career war, (laughs) 12.2. Let's go, dude. He he played 13 years in the big, surprisingly a two-time all-star with Detroit in 2003, something tells me he was Detroit's only representative that yes. year. And then uh, the Nationals in 2007, something tells me he might have been their only representative that year, too. But really solid, solid career. 171 career homers, 292 career batting average, 351 on-base percentage, 475 slug, 826 OPS, 114 OPS+. plus played or started out as a left fielder but primarily a first baseman switch hitter as well and uh has some history uh i don't i guess it's it's probably not a good thing but an interesting thing nonetheless uh he weighed 295 pounds during his playing career that was his heaviest and that makes him the third heaviest player in mlb history wow I should have wow. looked up who the other two guys that were more heavy, um, and I can't think off the top of my head. I would. I got two maybe options. Throw out Sabathia, but Cece Sabathia and Prince Fielder. That could be possible. Although Prince Fielder was so short, I don't know if he you know, mm. was three hundred. I don't know. Fielder Fielder was what five ten? I thought he was like five nine, five eight, maybe. But it, it could be. Yeah, who, who knows? Maybe maybe Prince Fielder was you know two hundred ninety five point one pounds, and that gives him the edge. So we'll have to look that up. But that's just a little fun fodder there. So again, and he got his thirteen years, thirteen years in the bigs. Made his debut in nineteen ninety six at twenty two years old with the Cardinals, and then ended his career in two thousand eight at thirty four with the Nationals. Cool. Uh, that's yeah. a that's a that's a name that you don't hear very often, Dimitri Young. So I'm I'm glad yeah. Yeah, that that uh, my baseball archives uh, treated him well with baseball reference war. 
There we go. Uh, I'd have to look this up. We don't have time here, but if he had a higher career war or has a higher career war than Delman Young, I would assume so. I would assume so. I don't think Delman reaches double digits. Again, that that goes back to the prospect hugging situation. Delman Young, he was... He was shinier than Vidal Bruhan. He was shinier than Vidal Bruhan, wasn't he? Yeah. He even won the the Rookie of the the Year award, didn't he, in 07? Yes, he did. Yeah. So, So, uh, and that also goes to show you that, you know, just because you win Rookie of the Year doesn't mean you're going to have this super long, successful career either. So, uh, anyway, hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and go Rays.